Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, welcome to the sixth episode of the Give and Take podcast. My name is Afif Amin, and today I'm here with a very special guest this time. I'm not just adding that in for filler. We have the ex-president, Alian Hashmani. And we're also here with our current president, Basso Shafi. And of course, your fantastic and diligent vice president, Afif Amin. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a little bit more of a taboo topic. Uh, we know we went pretty taboo last time and we apologize for that. Um, but we're just going to keep the ball moving forward. If anyone had any concerns about the last episode, um, Basel's phone yeah, number is in the first episode near the end. So just give him a call and I'm sure he'd be more than happy to talk to you about that. Afif, me and you are going to talk about it too. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Me and you are going to talk about it. No, I, and Lean, and Lean. We're all going to talk uh, about it. You know it. what? Alian, I am so open to discussions of any of any kind, man. Just just let me know when. Um, but yeah, so today we're gonna be talking about it's not necessarily taboo to talk about, it's just something that people don't necessarily speak on, just because of like uh the relevance it is behind closed doors. We're gonna be talking about addiction. Um addiction doesn't necessarily um only have to do with drugs, it could be to other um vices, pornography, alcohol, um, even vaping, you, you name it. Uh, I'm going to sort of let Alian open up the discussion here, but I kind of just wanted to leeway into like how it's perceived in the, the Islamic community, and then maybe we can go into some personal experiences. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, you want to start us off? Yeah, so, I mean, really, I've never listened to y'all's podcast before, so I don't know how y'all go, um, but uh, addiction... Yeah, my bad, man. I mean, I get busy, bro. My bad. But that's besides the point. I, I, I'll start off with addiction in our age. Like, I mean, in our age group, you know, 17, 18, 19, whatever, how old you are, it's surprisingly a lot bigger than we actually think it would be. And it's on things uh, that are so frivolous that, that make that don't make really any sense for us to be addicted to. But because of the society that we kind of come up with, especially Western society, how I'm not saying I'm some extremist that, you know, go to the Middle East, but Western society really overly sexualizes things from a young age. Um, like, I remember watching that Batman and Robin movie uh, from the 90s with Poison Ivy. Yeah, Poison Ivy. For what reason did, you know, cool women, if some women feel it's okay to show off their bodies, that's to them, to each their own. But, as you know, I don't really think a child needs to be seeing a woman dressed in that kind of nature. Because I do remember looking back on it. And, I mean, as a child, you didn't really understand. You didn't really realize. But looking back on it when you're older and when you have little nieces and nephews, you know, that's really not the best thing you want them to see. And I'm not saying, and I'm not, my point might be uh, going on a tangent, but I'm saying it's these small doses of over-sexualization can cause a need of, I need to see more, I want to see more at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Just like if you get introduced to anything at a young age, kids with the iPads and phones now, um, you know, our generation or our age group, we didn't really have that when we were growing up, but literally three, four years later, all these kids now, they can't get off the iPad. Like my little nephew, I've never seen off the iPad or off a TV or off a screen. Um, you know, it's things like that, that anything that starts from a young age can really develop into just a bad habit or a bad addiction. 
Um, I know people that were on jewels and vapes since their freshman years of high school, and they're still on it. And they're been graduated for two two years now, three years now. Like y'all get what I'm kind kind of yeah. trying to say with it? How strong addiction can be? Addiction doesn't always just mean drugs. Addiction it's, to drugs, addiction to pornography, things like that. Addiction can be in the smallest aspects it's of life, and it can yeah. It's it, it's really difficult to sort of um get a grasp on it because like you said like sexual sexualization is really prevalent in pretty much all the form of media it's like dude lola bunny and like all these like really yeah. female, like uh female figures from like childhood uh, just straight up showing like bare skin it's weird um and a lot of that carries on uh but i just sort of how does that develop towards addiction per se like are you just saying like it over sexualizes the mind so we become used to it and things like porn yeah because let me let me put it into this is actually and excuse me for this kind of being a vulgar example but i know boss has heard me say this example multiple times hugh hefner towards the end of his life they had to put on gay porn for him to get hard because he's been so over sexualized oh he's been so he's had so much exposure to women and their bodies and things like that because he runs he you know he's the playboy yeah that towards the end of his life they had to put gay porn on for him to get aroused that's what that's what i mean by addiction see he couldn't even just follow what his brain actually wanted at that point he just had to do whatever he had to do to get him hard just like a junkie would do anything they have to do to get their high i know definitely there's um there's a lot of examples of how like uh, for especially with pornography like when something doesn't happen that's how a lot of fetishes form and things exactly. like that it's you need something more extreme and then you go to like i'm not gonna name things but yeah you got yeah <laughs> but we hopefully you can understand people can understand what uh, the point i'm trying to make yeah but so you're okay so just to clarify so you're saying at a young age um we start just uh viewing um the opposite gender in an extremely sexualized light and then that carries when we get older because since we like seeing that and the dopamine release from seeing that then we try and like get that feeling via other means, which usually leads to porn. Yeah, exactly. But not only even is it become an addiction, it becomes normalized as in, I mean, you know, Islamically, we're supposed to have a bare minimum covered if we're going to talk Islam now. We're supposed to have a bare, for, for guys, the bare minimum to be covered is your knees to your navel, your belly button. That's the bare minimum for you to be covered, but that doesn't mean if you can go out in public dressing like that, because, I mean, would you go to the much of them praying that? You know, it, it's such a small example that our parents would always tell us, but the more you think about it, that's what I realized, the more I get older, whatever my parents told me when I was younger, does really come back. It was like, logical. It's logical, they're not, when you're younger, they, you think that they're just talking the talk, but in reality, what they're, even the smallest, little, most annoying pieces of information is actually the most logical realistic real life thing mm-hmm. so like, also, do you have anything to add i think i think yeah like just to add on to what Alion has even in the beginning dang i actually forgot what he said at the beginning but uh about oh yeah about the poison ivy and like the robin thing it's just like you know even just to add on even now like when i was in middle school like I was re- I was low key shunned, right? Like I didn't really know anything that I'm sure that other people already knew or whatever. I was just like, all right, man, like 
you know, I'm a middle schooler and, you know, I don't know that much. So, you know, I'm just chill. Right. And I didn't expect that, like, you know, when getting to high school that there was going to be all this. And I at least I definitely think, in my opinion, high school, like you could say that, like, high school and middle school wasn't like a really big leap. But in my opinion, for me, it actually was a really big leap, like the environment. yeah, yeah, like the environment. And I didn't I just didn't expect that. Oh, crap. People actually do this. People are actually like this. Like, wow. But like, yeah, it's just Travis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, even now, like future generations, now you have like, like, seventh graders, eighth graders, hell, even sixth graders, like, juuling now, you know, so again, it's just like Alian said, everything's being normalized. Bro, I knew kids in seventh grade who did lean. I like, <laughs> there's, there's some like, there's some shit going on. But I feel like it goes deeper than, than that. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here to support the discussion. So, Alian, you mentioned how you think, like, uh, covering and being modest and the way you dress could, like, help with it. That is true. I think it can. But also, when you look at the statistics, that's what I was about to Muslim-majority yeah. countries are kind of higher up in their pornography rate. Yeah. Um, but personally, I feel like the reason for that is just because, again, I'm not trying to sound the guy that blames America for everything. But especially in the history class that I'm in right now, when like the the kind of the the history of America, it really did um, influence the world uh, because in the 1800s, the late 1800s and the early 1900s, America was having railroads, things like that, where they were connecting Europe to Asia. They were the middlemen, so their influence really did spread. So when you saw, so when Europe, Asia whoever sees the West kind of doing what they're doing and they seem like they're the most advanced, they were going to, you're going to want to start copying that style. Like I know at least y'all too, when y'all go on Instagram and you see an influencer, or even if you do see an influencer, I don't think Basel does on his feed. <laughs> um, what's it called? I, I bet Basel follows Summer Ray. I wouldn't. I hope not, but <laughs> regardless, uh, when you see an influencer, you're, People that are, I would call them simple-minded. Pe- people that can't really think for themselves when they see an influencer, they're going to be like, they're just going to copy whatever they do. Um, you know, they're going to copy whatever they do. They're, they're, so America at the time was the influencer. So in America, it was normal for us to see such things of that nature, like such over-sexualized things, so much exposure to women and men. Even look at, bro, underwear ads, like, on no gay stuff but you see how sexualized even just underwear ads are they got the guy standing the way he's standing they got the girl the way he's standing and they just have it plastered out at walmart for all the kids to see you know what i mean yeah they have like posters out at walmart yeah Yeah. yeah. i mean it's not like big and stuff but it's there when i'm walking through the section to find some clothes yeah i shop at walmart when i'm trying to find some clothes because the kids the kids socks is like right behind that aisle exactly and and you can see all that kind of things it's unnecessary really i did not know that's so i thought sexualization in the media started in japan Really, I don't know about all that. I'm not going to say I'm very well informed. I'm informed uh, in the aspects of what I've seen with my own eyes through my own life. That's what I'm informed on. I can't give you the world. I can give you myself. Okay, well, um, let me ask you this question. So I'm actually Yo, not to uh, – so one of the big questions when I see, like, the, the porn statistic for Middle East was, like, mm-hmm. okay, how? But I didn't know that uh, – is advertisement, like, becoming sexualized there? 
Because I wouldn't think it is. Because my, my opinion of the Middle East is, like, they have a very big disdain for the West. You know? They do. As much as they... I agree, also, they do have a disdain for the West. But y'all know that show, Rami? They actually gave a very good... Um, better than people would think. Like, when I first watched the show, I was like, that seems so BS. I feel like he's over-exaggerating. But then... I'm not gonna lie. When I got to college and I really started interacting with, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Justin Wharton. I can only imagine actual universities like A and M and U of H. But just when I got there, I'm like, I saw how whatever was going on in that show, it's actually really normal for people are, after high school. What are you referring to? Like which part? I'm sorry. What's it called? Um, I mean things that showed Muslims drinking, Muslims partying, taking Xanax, doing that kind of stuff was so normalized i didn't really think it was and when i was in high school and i saw the show i was like nah that don't look right that that's and boss was laughing and smiling because me and we're thinking the same thing but once i got not even to college once i really just got to my second semester of high school and i just started interacting with a lot more um i guess you could say older people not older as in they're in their 30s and 40s but people that are in their mid-20s you know things like that it's pretty normal Whatever was going on in that show, things like that, it's it's pretty normal. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I forgot where I was going with it. I had a good point, <laughs> but Buffalo has something to, say. to add on to what you were saying about the the Middle East. I know at least like when I was in this was a while ago, this was like a couple of years ago when I was in Dubai, like the UAE. I know for sure, like there were like sexualized posters or you know advertisements. Dude, Dubai doesn't sure. count. Dubai is a traitor. I mean, yeah, well, Dubai but is like, a traitor. But it also, like, I was even talking to, like, my friends, and they, they, it also depends on the parts of the Middle East you go to. Like, if you go to, like, a specific park, park, part in Saudi or, like, Kuwait or something, they will have, like, advertisements like that for sure. Definitely, like, you know, again, I'm not trying to bash on females. Like, y'all could do whatever y'all want. But it's, like, like, one major example that we always probably talk about and think about is, like, you know, females wearing a hijab but like what like they're wearing like shorts or a a skirt or whatever at school or something like that you know what i'm saying yeah i don't want to get into that i'm gonna say something that's not gonna it was just an example disclaimer disclaimer that was just an example it was just an example no but i see what you're saying but i don't want to get into it yeah like i think i don't know i just for, for some reason i thought saudi arabia was like the yeah, I just like I was talking to my friend, and he just said it depends on the parts you go to. Like, I mean, yeah, if you go to Mecca, Medina, obviously you're not going to see that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. You're going to see the most holy of things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but dude, yeah. you go to Egypt, uh, Cairo. There, people Egypt, smoke, yeah. people snort coke like it's nothing. People do drugs like it's nothing. Like, like it's normal. Like how kind of for Americans is. For some Americans, it's normal just to do drugs and party. It's just like over there, it's, it's really the same thing. It's just a different culture, different language. Even in Pakistan, bro, people people drink so much in Pakistan. Exactly. They you wouldn't think like they would. Lot. They smoke, are, they do whatever they want. Really? Yeah. These are Muslim-majority countries, but yeah. in reality, it's the same way. And really, I blame... I mean, I'm not going to say... I'm not actually blaming someone, but figuratively, I kind of blame um myself for not for everyone else's mistakes but not for everyone else's mistakes yeah how important are you it is a true fact it is a true fact that your sins do affect
You're you're cutting out a little bit. Sorry, man. Getting a call. But <laughs> sorry. Man. Yeah, uh, yeah, my bad. I was getting a call um, from from one of my boys. Let me text him. Now. For f off. What's it called? But I, what was I saying? God damn it! Remember you were saying track. you blame yourself a little bit because the sins that you. Commit. Yeah, I blame myself because uh, it's a true thing that your sins do directly affect the Oma. Because when Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi tells us the Ummah is as one body, yeah, it's not only he's not only saying that in a unity term. Um, he's saying that in an aspect of if I have a bum knee. Obviously, I'm going to feel, yeah, my knee hurts, but I, my whole body's going to know that it's hurting. If I have two broken legs, I'm not going to be able to walk, no? Yeah. That's the way the Ummah is. If we have two broken legs, we're one body. It doesn't matter, Sunni, Shia, Smiley, whatever you want to call it. You follow Islam at the end of the day. You're falling under that one body of, if I'm doing something wrong, it directly affects you. It directly affects Basel. It di- directly affects your mothers, my mother. It directly affects me if I'm doing something wrong. It affects everyone because that's what a body is. If I stub again, if I stub my toe in the middle of the, in the middle of the night, I'm gonna feel it throughout the, my whole body. Like ah shit, I just stubbed my toe. <laughs> Sorry for that language, but it's like fine. you get what I'm trying to tell you right now, right? Yeah. No, I've dr- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand what you're saying, and it's especially. Like, it has some pretty direct effects. Like, if you go anywhere and you see, like, a Muslim vaping or drinking or anything like that, it's sort of, like, especially if it's someone you looked up to um, religiously, kind of, like, screws you their brain a little bit. Kind of, like, scrambles your thoughts. And it's kind of hard to, like, to visualize it. But I, And it could affect you. It could say, okay, maybe this is something that's normalized. Maybe this is something that isn't that bad, you know, if this person is doing it. It's, it's weird. What goes on behind closed doors is, like, a trippy thing especially if you yeah. wait my bad what was the last part you said i said especially for the Oma. it's a it, it, it's a it's it's a weird thing to to go around i think i yeah. saw a majority of that okay um do you think there's an oh i don't know if i want to ask that question no ask me some questions I'm, i'll be an open book ask me some questions so okay so the this like sort of sexuality addiction that we were talking about, mm-hmm. that probably has a really big effect on like uh, women in Islam, right? Especially for my bad. Ask the question one more time. Uh, like the sexuality thing that you were talking about earlier, and sort of our addiction to it, it probably has a really bad effect on the women of Islam as well, right? Yes, uh, because out it of, like, creates acting out. Yeah, exactly, because it creates for for I, I blame us, the guys, the men, yeah, for this because uh, a little metaphor. It's a uh, like an English metaphor. Um, when the cat's away, the rats come out to play, or the mice come out to play, something like that. Meaning, when the men are away, there's a difference between a man and a a, a man and a male. Even in the Quran, when Allah addresses the men, He says "rajal." meaning man but i can't remember what male is in arabic but that when it's something general he'll say male or female but when it's something of importance he'll say man so when men are out here acting like boys it affects the women and girls as in it destroys relationships it creates uh what's the word I can't even remember the word, but it, it's such it's a simple word. It creates an unrealistic perception of a woman. 
and marriage. It you go at the age of eight years old, you see Poison Ivy the way she's dressed in that Batman movie, and you're gonna think all women. This it's a it, this is a very narrow minded way of thinking, but you're just as a child, you're gonna be like, this is how women dress, this is how a woman's body is supposed to look, a perfect figure, but in reality, it's not like that. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna say I I've seen women's bodies and multiple different kinds. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just being realistic. It, I mean, it's dude, you walk like into a high school and you see like eighty different body types. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We're not, we're not talking about naked not... women here. Yeah. Even even with guys, you'll see a a fat guy, you'll see an obese guy, or you'll see a muscular guy, or you'll see a skinny guy. You know, yeah. things like that. But in movies, they'll create uh, all men are gonna look like The Rock, or um, or the all because you know actors are super cut and swole, or majority of them are. Um, all men are gonna look like this, and they're gonna be a man's man. Uh, and then you know, for women, they're gonna be always uh i guess because sexy looking hourglass figure but it creates unrealistic perceptions for each other you know and i'll be honest uh at first after being exposed to so much over sexualized things i mean this is me personally at first i never really expected a woman's body to look like the way it did and i'm not out here saying that i'm, I'm not a virgin <laughs> i'm just being realistic i am a virgin though let's not get that on the lie, um, uh, <laughs> uh, but the again, you get my point, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, also in the beginning of how I was saying, like, the influencers and stuff like that, and like how you know he was comparing it to The Rock or you know stuff like that. For sure, definitely one hundred percent. Entertainment and social media plays a really big role on you know um, what to do and how to do, bro. I. I'm pro- I'm positively sure you can't go with watching a PG movie with family without seeing somebody wearing something a little bit more, you know, just a little bit revealing. Or even you know what ex- I'm saying? or even an explicit joke that goes under the radar to us as kids, but when we get older, we realize bad? it. Yeah. Do you think Do you think those jokes that like movies make to- for kid for like their parents are bad? I honestly. I don't think I, I feel like I feel like to to the audience I might be sounding like I'm some old Scrooge. Yeah. But in reality, my new mindset that I've been trying to apply is I want to think about everything. How would the prophet have thought about this? Okay. Because that's the only way to think about things. If if Islam is the only way of life, that means so, that's the only way to think about things. So are we thinking like if the prophet was alive in modern times or like if he was uh in the time that he was alive like and if he had viewed this No, I'm talking about if we had uh if the prophet was here today what would he think? I I feel like that he'd is he'd have a lot to say. I agree. Yeah, he'd have man, a lot to man, say. That man yeah, would be yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it'd be we we would not leave the masjid for weeks, for months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I feel like he'd have a lot to say. It, and I may sound like I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I may sound like I'm preaching, but I may sound like I have myself together by what I'm talking about. But trust me, I'm the messiest one out of both of y'all right now. So, but I'm just trying to apply. Hey man, you don't um, have to practice what you preach. We, we're hearing it i mean i try to though that's the thing i try i try yeah. to um... yeah but i also think like we need to understand that 
whatever we're going through now or whatever we're going through in this time, I'm 100% sure that the Prophet Muhammad went through way more than a way worse ordeal. Yeah, like I'm or I'm sure if, if not worse, he's seen it. Like he's been through it, you know, he's experienced it, you know, so he could actually like, you know, relate it to us if he was here in this time. And obviously, yeah, we, we probably won't leave the margins for like months, but still we, I feel like we, that's like the, what we need to understand, like the first stage of understanding that, okay, you know what, just because we're living in this time, we can't relate to the prophet, but in reality, the prophet went through much more, you know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't like cheat ourselves that hey no like i i have no relation because he hasn't he hasn't gone through what i have gone through or what this what this time has gone through yeah and uh can i add on to that real quick of course what's it called no i thought a fifa wanted to say something like that. I, I do but i'll wait uh, uh, no you can go bro it's cool i have a whole new topic dude just keep all right but all right we can run it all right so what's it called so yeah like how basso was saying um like the prophet saw some of them Bro, I think people our age really forget, and I'm like I'm genuinely laughing at this because it's such a naive thing to think. But I mean, really, I didn't realize this until last year. Um, when Islam says it's meant for all of time, it it means that it it, it wants to smoke with that. Like I really don't know how to put it another way. It 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 genuinely means that because I mean, there's this one beautiful story where it goes like. Uh, it's not a hadith or anything, but it's just a story that involves um, Umar bin Khattab. Uh, when he was Amir al-Mu'mineen, it was Islam's golden age. That's what it, that's what it's called, Islam's golden age. Money was coming in, expansion was going in. Just times were great for the Muslims. Uh, and a and a Jew, a Jewish person, comes up to Umar bin Khattab and he asks him, and he tells him, "Yeah, Umar, if this verse, and he didn't say the verse, but this is what he said." If this verse had came down, we would have made this, the day of this verse that came down, we would have made it an Eid. And before the Jew can even say anything else, Omar bin Khattab's like, oh, you Jew, I know what verse you speak of. And I can't remember the Arabic of the verse, but the English is, today your religion has been perfected. Meaning this is the last verse, ayah, whatever in the Quran. Today your religion has been perfected. There's no need to reform. There's no need to change anymore. Is done. It's final. This religion that is completed after twenty three years. Take it. This is the GPS to life now. You know what I mean? That that's basically what the verse is saying. And Omar bin Khattab tells the Jew that this was this verse is two days of Eid for us. Now I can't remember why it was, if I'm being honest, but that story to me is really beautiful because it cements that. Islam is it? Yeah, that's it. There's there this. You can't compare your problems to a man that had to see his his own people have a spear rammed in between their private parts. Yeah, like that's a true story. They they, Sumayyah They got her leg, spread it open, and rammed a spear in between her private parts in front of the Kaaba. I'm sorry, any problem you have, and this is coming from someone that has a lot of. BS problems in his life. You can't tell me that you, this person, this religion, won't understand your pain or your struggles. Someone that had to experience that, where it's no excuse 
to do do stuff like that there, there there's you don't have an excuse because if a person like that can mentally stay strong and not have a pacifier pe- people don't watch pornography just because they've been over sexualized it's a stress reliever to some people yep doing that is a stress reliever to some people smoking cigarettes is a stress reliever to some people for some people smoking weed drinking lean is a ptsd stress reliever there's a uh, there's a there's a neurological space um different like groups call it different things but there's a neurological like mental state that any of our vices put us in where like for that 30 minutes afterwards we are in that space and it is completely stress free or whatever so like cigarette smokers um yeah. or addicts to porn like uh yeah. the feeling after a high um like a buzz that you get from alcohol like those the second that happens you get put in this like psychological space where just everything sort of blanks and you feel like everything is normal and that everything is fine and that's what people exactly chase. like after like a rough day at work oh you know i'll just pour myself a glass of bourbon or <laughs> something like that and just go down that road um i i had a question for you go so for so uh, yeah i i'm muslim i agree with what you said uh but do you think islam needs to be reinterpreted in a, in a oh no no i'm sorry but don't <laughs> ever no, Tell and no, no sense question. at all. You I, don't with think... all due respect, I know you're saying it with respect, and you're just yeah, saying no, it just I, to well, ask can, I, can, I, can I explain myself a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. All my right. bad. Look, 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 look. Times have changed a tad. Just, just, just a sprinkle. You know, like there's some, there are some things that you know. Society is moving one way. Islam is moving another. Um, and the things in society we morally that are moving one way, we typically we morally justify it. So there's like, there's an argument that makes sense to human morality that we go for that sometimes is contradicted in Islam. I'm not going to bring any examples into this because then we're going into a different topic. But like, so do you think that like, if, do you think that if there is an Islamic interpretation that supports one thing, uh, but it isn't like a widely popular one, but it supports the way uh, society is moving, do you think that could be validated? Or do you think that we should just stick with the ones that have been pushed over the years? Look, really, after that explanation, I don't know what you're trying to ask me, but all I'm going to say is I'm not saying I follow every rule in Islam, and I'm not saying I'm the perfect Muslim, but whatever Islam says, that's what needs to go. Like, let me give you a personal example about myself. I tried doing stocks, right? And and I know what just happened the other day. I'm talking about, but I tried doing stocks back in October, uh, back in October. Wait, same, actually, yeah. Yeah, I tried doing it back in October. And what happened with me was I wanted to invest in all these companies because alhamdulillah, I, have, I had a good amount of money saved up at the time. So I wanted to invest it and make some more money. Um, but I'm very careful with my money in haram and halal aspects. Um, meaning I don't want any of my money to come in from a haram kind of revenue stream. Oh, yeah, go for it. What's funny is me and Basso literally talked about this like two minutes before you joined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wanted to invest in Apple. I didn't do it, though. I wanted to invest in um, a bunch of companies. I had the money to invest in a bunch of companies. I, 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 bro, no, wallahi uksum billah. I'm being for real, bro. I could have invested in GameStop when it was a $9 a stock. Yeah. Okay, I could have invested in that. But... The stock, it, it was haram because some Sharia law that I, well, I do remember, I just don't feel like getting into it, but there's some, there's an Islamic law that states that you can't invest your money to this company because their interest ratio is too high. That's, that's literally what I told Basel beforehand is I asked him like, does it do interests complicate with the stock market because you're earning interest 
up. Yeah. Um, but I think investing might be different than interest rates. No, yeah, investing is different. Investing is literally just putting your money into something and expecting a profit out of it. Interest is putting your money into something and then setting up a payment kind of plan for this person to pay you back with extra money on top of it. The reason interest is um so wrong is because it dead ass makes the poor more poor and yeah. the rich even richer. It's guaranteed um, money, and it's yeah, exactly. You're guaranteed money. money. That's you're not giving, how it you're works. Giving money to someone who doesn't have money, and you're asking for more money. Like that doesn't exactly. make sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what does this have to do with Islam and reinterpretation? Yeah. Okay. So back to that main point. So Islam with re- reinterpretation. I I want to ask you a question. Tell me what has actually changed since in the past fourteen, other than technological advances. I'm talking about really think about it and boil it down. You don't want to say other than that's like a huge thing. What has changed? Um, no, I, yeah, no. The reason I'm saying forget technological advances, yes, because that makes a big difference. But really boil it down because 1400 yeah, years ago, if if you want to talk about times changing, Islam came in as a strange religion, and it's full of strangers. We're in a society of where no one, not no one. But it's not what we do is not normal to a lot of people. The way we even pray is not normal. Can y'all give me thirty uh, seconds? What's up? Can you just start on y'all just start rambling? I need thirty seconds. I'm so sorry. Right, Very baby. unprofessional me. Um. What was I saying, Basso? What was I saying? How times have not changed. If you really boil it down. Yeah, if you really boil it down, times have not changed. If anything morally they've gotten better bro islam started in the arabian peninsula i don't think people understand the significance of that you're in the middle of a desert no access to normal water like like you're not access to water normally it's and it's not normal anymore i'm saying i'm not saying that that's the the best thing that could ever happen but that is a great thing though that that savagery isn't normalized because i mean islam doesn't mean peace people don't don't need to get that mixed up islam does not mean peace salam means peace yeah islam did spread more peace but it also spread an ideology because at one point islam was the largest uh empire in the world yeah so its ideology is spread in in spain and even places like spain uh, i remember basso me and the cousins Damn. me you and the cousins were talking about that last time they were here islamic art architecture in spain is yeah like the way it looks because of the because of islam's reach and really i feel like this is just a personal belief but that empire could have kept going but think about why it failed why why does why do Islamic leaders fail? Because they get derived from the actual goal that they're trying to achieve. They lose sight of 
what I'm doing is for Allah when um I know I'm going on a way off topic tangent. So after I finish this, how last did y'all minute, get here? I promise we're gonna go back. Really, blame my ADHD. That's what I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> but what's it called? <laughs> when um uh when <clears throat> I'm mad. I can't remember. Never mind. Let's go back. I don't I, I, I... <laughs> I'll share if I remember. I'll share it with you. It's just a All cute right. little story. It's just a cute little story. About, I know. I liked where you're going with that. I really like yeah. where you're going with that. I didn't really get the gist of it, but I've thought about that a lot. Um, I'll just say something before we go back. I went to Spain. I saw a lot of the Islamic architecture in the buildings there. So gorgeous. Cool. It's actually oh, yeah, absolutely the masjids that have been converted back to churches. Um. I understand it. That's probably really bad. I probably shouldn't be visiting, but still, like the artwork in there and like the it, here's the thing: the outside architecture, beautiful. The way the interiors are and the how, dude, it's gorgeous. I'll send you all some pictures, but it's really nice. Uh, anyways, back to what we were talking about. Um, you asked me, uh, so what has changed in the last thousand years? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me rephrase that a little bit. Yes, technology has, but I want you to boil it down. Like I was telling Boston before you left. Remember the story I just said about 1,400 years ago, they jammed a spear through a woman's private parts just yeah. because of the religion that she claimed. And I'm not saying that that, that wasn't a one-time occurrence. This was a normal thing. Yeah. This was a normal thing. So you can't really tell me, or you can't really ask me, and I know you're just asking just to ask. But in my again, I'm I'm not a sheikh, a scholar, alim, no nothing like that. I'm just a random dude. Islam, you can't tell me Islam needs a reform because it came to a people that were that savage. And if you want to talk about how modern of a time we're in now, why would we need a change in a religion that changed the hearts of these savages? And we're not as savage like that. Morally, I feel like we're worse than these people, to be honest. Oh, hey, ding, 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 ding. All right, you got my answer. Morals. morals. Morally, I feel like we're worse than these people, but that's not Islam's fault. That other story I just told you for today, your religion has been perfected. Yeah. Why would would a religion need a reform if it's perfected? It's Quran. You can't argue with it. No one can argue with it. Okay, so a few things. I'm not saying arguing with Quran or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, maybe embracing some other interpretations that fit a little bit more i'm not saying like to- change the text and rewrite things that'd be ludicrous like that's, yeah, yeah. that's literally blasphemy but yeah. i'm saying just like just looking at things in a different light you know maybe looking at some uh could you give uh, me an example please no i'm not going to we'll talk about that afterwards <laughs> okay all right but <laughs> might have been the subject of the last podcast um actually, uh, oh okay yeah well, yeah, well i'll some, go ahead even no, 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 no we're not talking about we're not talking about that we're not talking okay, about fine. that okay fine like, talking, but like and there's some things uh there's some things that like um i feel uh as times have changed and not even with the subject of the last of the last podcast um that we've changed as a people to be typically more understanding uh of others to be um science has evolved in a certain right where we're able to do things without the harm uh that has occurred before um just things things like that and generally we're a lot more forward thinking in a sense so we don't nec- a lot of the things that are necessarily deemed bad, necessarily deemed bad uh sort of, sort of have a different call. Are you getting another phone call? Yeah. Um, I can, can, I call can I get back on like in two minutes? In two minutes? Or, or, or how much longer do you think um, we're going to be going? Uh, Probably like 15 minutes. I don't know. 10 o'clock. It's cool. 15 minutes is cool. All right. So, All right, so you're, you're, you're leaving you're a little bit? A little bit? Oh, oh, oh. I just told him. It's, I think it's something serious. That's fine. But it's cool. It's cool. All right. Okay. okay. Got it. Got it. All right. My bad, though. My bad. 
Um, um, is the, is audio, the audio not coming out of your AirPods? So I can hear myself. Oh my god. Alright, how about now? Is it straight? Uh, yeah, no, we're good. Alright, but I just took them out. Awesome. Um, okay. I sh- sh- should I swap topics? It's up to you. I'm going by your lead. You're, you're, right. y- y'all are in charge. Bro, you're the you're the guest. You look, man. This is your. I told you we're rolling out the red carpet. All right. I want you to interact. Dude, this is all for you, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, don't be like the for me. <laughs> Relax for you. You, you are brought, a very welcome guest today. Man. We brought ex, yeah, special guests, bro. Guest starring. Dude. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. So, how do you overcome addiction? How do oh, I, I got overcome that. it? How does anyone overcome addiction? How does anyone overcome? Because I think uh, I'll just throw this out. My theory with life is that everyone has a vice, no matter who you are. Yeah. Everyone has a vice. No human being is perfect. Like I've spoken to people who I'm like, that person is a child of God, but I swear to God, before they go to sleep at night, they're doing some weird shit. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. You know, like I, like everyone has one. You don't want to know what it is. No one wants to know what it is, but yeah. everyone has one secretly. So this is something I can relate to everyone who's trying to like, you know, overcome something. So h- how do you get? How 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 do you eradicate something that's like so, like key to sort of getting rid of your stress or like a part of your daily routine because so at one point you have to realize that you want better for you. this is me personally mm-hmm. man i wish i could say some things but i'm restricted by my religion to not expose my own past um but i could have just said like i have a friend i mean it's whatever <laughs> it, it honestly it's whatever um really if you make something your habit every day, so something that's not good every day for let's say three months, yeah, um, your your mind has created, your brain has actually created neurons to kind of be like, hey, it's time to do this. And yeah. the way you you have to just like when you work out, you're physically tearing down. When you're doing curls, you're physically tearing down your muscle fibers. And growing them back and making them stronger. So really, you have to work out your mind. And the first thing is, you just have to want better for yourself. If I'm if I'm smoking weed every day, out of depression, I, fuck, fuck, excuse my language. Fuck, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Smoking weed every day for three months. Um, it, in reality, to compare to other people, it's really not long. Uh, it's really not that long of time. But this is this is me personally smoking weed every day for three months, feeling miserable every day. And I'm, but I'm doing the same thing to get myself feel better because this is my pacifier. This is how I'm gonna feel better. I'm tricking my own self. I'm, at, dude. You can um the perfect example, and I'm I hate to use him as an example. Uh, Robin Williams, the one of the funniest comedians, kills himself. The man that's always smiling is the one that's crying in the back. Like you get what I'm saying. You just have to want better for yourself at that point. Rapper, even rappers will tell you they're drinking cups of lean smoking weed every day this is gucci main uh if you read his autobiography he'll tell you a pint of lean every day and a pound of kush every day that was his life he actually went insane at one point where he was in a psychiatric ward and a mental facility and he just wanted better for himself he finally realized that i just want better for myself you can't 
get better. Everyone can tell you, bro, you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to stop. But nothing's going to happen until you actually make a promise to yourself that I want better for myself. I'm tired of living like I'm okay when in reality I'm crying and I'm hurting deep on the inside. I'm trying to fill in a void of pleasure with BS. When it, yeah. Because look, people people will say, the, the I hate when people say drugs don't bring happiness, women don't bring happiness, money doesn't bring happiness. That's cap. They do. If you're if if your weed isn't bringing you the right happiness, come with me. I got you. If your girls aren't bringing you the right happiness, come with me. I got you. If money, give me a billion dollars. Telling you, you, you tell me if I give you a million, that ain't putting a smile on your face. Don't put a smile on my face. I'm not exactly. But but I was literally just telling my boy this the other day. Peace and happiness are two different things. Definitely. Peace and happiness. Just because you're happy doesn't mean you're at peace. Hold on, I had something really good. Um, what's it called? Peace is achieved, I, I truly believe this, um, peace is achieved with a love because, that, again, that's Quran. And he never said happiness because if Allah said Islam brings happiness, I'd argue that. I'd actually argue that. Yeah. Um, because it's not true. And what we forget is that we're trying to search for happiness so much in this life. When, bro, at the end of the day, this life isn't even meant for us. The, the, Allah, what Allah says, this life this world is worth a used tampon. What? Literally, yes. I don't know the actual Arabic word for it, but I was just listening to a podcast, a, a speaker the other day. They had tampons back then? They had something back then. Bro, what? They had something <laughs> back then. Um, you know, Dude, that, that's been around for millions of years. They Seriously? For millions of years. Yeah, I'm, I might be misquoting just a little bit, but again, I'm going off on what the speaker had said. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm not saying that this is right or wrong, but I'm saying that, but this example just really sh- struck me. Um, meaning now when I look at anything, I kind of look at it like, like if my eyes glisten as something materialistic, I'll kind of look at it like that's worth the use tampon. And if you want to use a more, um, less explicit, uh, example, uh, everyone knows that. I think everyone knows this one. Um, this dunya, this, this life is worth less than a wing of an insect or a mosquito, something like that. Yeah, I've heard that one. Exactly, yeah. So, what I mean, like, my whole point of just saying what I just said is just goes back to wanting better for yourself. Do you really want to sacrifice a few 60, 70 years of doing BS? To I mean, and again, for, for, for you to understand my point, for anyone to understand my point, you kind of have to really be thinking Islam is the one religion. You can't be having, not, you can be having doubts, but you can't, you won't understand what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? You you have to have full assurance. You Not even full assurance, but you just have to be sure of yourself that this is what you want out of your life. That you want better out of your life to really understand what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, you can want better, better out of your life and not be Islamic. That's true. You could. But just personally, what I've seen, uh, again, this is just out of my own eyes and my own experience. So forgive me for my ignorance. Um, people... Especially when the family I've seen, uh, when they're not as, as you could say, close to religion, they may not show it, but they're hurting. And me personally, I have a keen eye for seeing people that are actually hurting deep down. And they're hurting. They're, they're snorting and snorting lines and taking pills to get rid of their worries and pains. When in reality, they really don't have any worries. These people are rich. 
but they really don't have any worries. What it is is just they have a void in their heart that needs to be filled with something more um, holistic. Yeah. That that's kind of, and again that goes back to just wanting better for yourself. You got to really look at it as in there is something bigger than yourself. You telling me and all these uh stars and planets, no one's in control of this. And uh, I mean, I'm not talking about that. No, we're not. We're not going yeah, into no, the but atheist no, but like that. But see, but like you get what I'm trying to say with that, though, right? Yeah. Like you telling me there's some like somewhat like to me in my head because I'm very um suspicious. Like meaning, I need to get to the bottom of things. And I need to, and I feel like I really need to understand something before I can um, really mean something about it. And dude, just, I mean, just looking up in the sky, it's just like, bro, someone's got to be controlling this. There, There's definitely a higher power and I want to achieve better to please this higher power because this is the same higher power that created my father out of dirt, out of dirt. I think it was clay. Clay. Yeah. Whatever. You get what I'm trying to say, though. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that was rude of me. I shouldn't. No, nah, <laughs> it's nothing like that. It was just, but you get what I'm trying to say, though. No, 100. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I yeah. guess I'll just say this: people find comfort in different things, but I'm really glad that you found your comfort in that. That's a really good thing to sort of believe in, you know. Just it, like to 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 have a a sense of security and a higher power, and give it have it give you a sense of purpose is a really good thing. Just that. Oh no, you gotta go. No, go. I was gonna say because life is scary, bro. Like, it's yeah, scary yeah, no, for real, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, the real world. Cursing. <laughs> 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 no one's listening this far. But, um, the the real world say? is scary. Oh yeah, just to add on, I agree with uh, what I was saying about how you know you want it for yourself, but also, and this might sound really cliche. I mean, I'm kind of low key a cliche guy, but I was listening to a you know a speaker and he. You know, he was just kind of saying, like, if you want to, you got to first better understand yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, you can't help anyone on just a whim. Like, you can't, like, this is just an example. You know, you can't just help anyone on just a whim, right? You need to have, like, all right, like, at least in my opinion, you want to, you want to understand yourself. You need to understand yourself before you actually, you know, go and understand what's going on in the world or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because before, when you understand yourself, when you understand what you want, and like Alian said, you need, like, you yourself want it. And when you understand yourself and you finish, you, you're finished on that journey. You've completed, you, you've completed that journey. Then I feel like you're at your, like, you're your best self. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're done. You could, you could give up that control or that, that need to a higher power like you could be like okay i'm chill i'm relaxed i could give it i could give it up he's with me all the way till the end yeah and again with addictions to negative things i mean forget addictions to negative things extremism goes both ways not only can you be extreme in following your religion you can be extreme in claiming you're muslim but not following your religion just like i mean i don't care i'm gonna give an example um someone that claims to be muslim at the end of the day i can't judge them or say that they're not muslim but they drink they smoke they party uh they do a bunch of things that aren't technically right but they're still claiming that they're islam and that it's okay because god is the most forgiving that's too extreme right there in a and the opposite of what we really think of it is extreme you know what i mean is it though 
I was saying, yeah, because look, oh, there's I'm a reason saying... why there are 99 names. Wait, my bad. What were you about to say? Something? Uh, let me clarify this. Let me clarify this. Mm. I'm not saying like if they continue doing that for us of real life and it's just like, oh, God's the most forgiving. I'm good. But like if he eventually plans to repent and like change like his ways, yeah. then is that like, okay? Look, it's very naive for us to say, I'm going to do all these things and then one day I'm going to repent. It, it, that's a very naive thing to say because tonight when you go to sleep, you're dead. You don't know if you're actually going to wake up tomorrow. Who told you that you're waking up tomorrow? I'm Dude. I'm not trying to... Oh, yeah, this is the fourth time I've heard you say this and every single time it has the same like effect where I'm like, oh, shit, he's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I forgot you? about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who told you? And this is something, this is a... Bro, think about what you do before you go to sleep. Some people smoke when they before they go to sleep. Some people watch things they're not supposed to watch before they go to sleep. And to who sleep. told them that they're going to wake up tomorrow morning? Yeah. Who told them that they're ever going to wake up again? And But to me, that's so beautiful. Because that really means you have to make every day the best. To your Not ability. A second. So, right. again, it's a very naive thing to think. One day I'm going to repent because, yeah, you have your own plan in your head, but the one that created you is the best of planners. So his plan will easily demolish your plan. And how I was saying with the 99 names, yeah, Allah is the most forgiving, the most merciful, yes. He's also the most powerful. He's also justice himself. If you were to define justice, Allah is justice. And, hey, he's going to have his justice with you one way or another. You're going to be held accountable for everything. Unless you go mentally insane, you're going to be held accountable for everything. For sure. All right, guys. Um, as it is officially 10 o'clock and our hour is up, um, I just want to thank everyone who's made it this far. Um, hopefully, today's episode has helped you um, in some capacity. We did get a little... <laughs> it was a lot of rambling, bro. It I'm was. Hey, you know what? That's where the best conversations come yeah, from. But I, I think, yeah, but I thought it was good rambling. Like It was good. Like, Ayan said some good Ayan stuff, bro. Ayan said some insightful shit. I was yeah, dude. <laughs> for sure, man. definitely, bro. This guy was like a... Back. This guy was a poet, man. I'm Socrates. That's what Shani realized. Omar, I mean, uh, Omar, what the? How did that come? Alian, you're always welcome here, man. Anytime. Yeah, thank, you, man. thank you. Thank you for uh, having me. Next week, I don't know what we're talking about. I think we might be talking about, like, brotherhood or something. But, yeah. That was a good topic. The brotherhood topic is a great topic. It's a good topic. Dude, I really want to get into, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, the society we've built around our religion. Bro, you it know is who, interesting. You know who, um, if you, like, talking about the nitty-gritty kind of stuff that especially like i like looking at the real nitty-gritty stuff in religion Mm -hmm. um a speaker i recommend he you might not be able to understand i'm not saying i'm not saying you yourself i'm I'm saying people in general uh because even myself at first i didn't understand everything he was talking about not because what he's talking about is um of great knowledge of just because they're from the uk they're from australia so Mm -hmm. not everything he says will be applied to our society but just everything he says, his name Muhammad Hoblos. I don't know if y'all. Boston, oh, you God. Him, I know. Boston knows. I love that guy. This guy loves him, bro. How do you spell his last name? Muhammad Hoblos. H O B L O S. If you have Apple Podcasts, if you use that app, you can just look him up on there. We don't mess with that. He's the guy that yells a lot. He yells a lot? Yeah, he's the guy that yells a lot. When you think of a yelling speaker, that's him. 
I've but... never had a speaker who yells at us. I mean, it's not like yelling. He's just really energetic about it. Like he'll it's just, not even energetic. Uh, no, he 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 yeah. himself says he gets angry. He gets angry while he's speaking. Yeah. Not because he's angry at um people. He's angry at himself because you know how people say when they're talking about religion or something, the the, the message is to themselves first. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone embody that better than him. That's why he gets so angry when he speaks. People think that he's just some crazy guy, extreme guy when he's yelling, but he's just getting mad at himself because what he's talking about, he's applied to himself. It's his own life that he's applying. Definitely. So definitely check him out. I think that's a great speaker. Another one, um, Ali Ibn Miller. I've heard of him, actually. That that guy is cool. Oh, and Muslim Bilal. That guy too. Those three guys, I say, interesting. They'll they'll really teach you something because, I mean, oh well, we're way over time. But the last thing I'm gonna say is, Allah will teach you about things. Like he'll teach you things by just watching animals interact. What you know? Like, what? bro, as in you can learn, not only about Islam but just the way life nature works by just watching nature itself that that's when you'll understand the true and i may sound like i'm some crazy pothead right now no i know what you're uh, talking i'm about. not i'm sober but um joe rogan talks about this a lot yeah when you when you just it's beautiful to watch mm-hmm. nature just interact it's slow you have to have patience i'm not gonna lie i get bored of it after five minutes but in those five minutes it's beautiful to watch all right and then i get bored i finally have to cut you off here i'm sorry Anyways, yeah. All right. Thank you for watching. Um, We'll talk to you all later. Peace.